Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Radio is busted down around my place. Every tool is rusted down around my place. Creeks and rivers dried up down around my place. My woman's tears are cried up down around my place. And before there came a flood, some lost all even blood. Now the wind and the sun have come and left no trace. Down around my place Exhausted fields lay fallow Thank you. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is counting down every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. Uh, I am here, both Sylvan and I are here hanging down around my place. Sylvan, You're how down you around your place, I'm down around my place. And yes. uh, I, I think as we go through this song, we'll talk about how our different geography might be reflected in these lyrics and how we see ourselves in John's place or our places in John's place. But yeah. It's yeah. going to be a, a, a lot of talking about home and environment and how it all affects us. Yeah, I, I really, as always, you do heavy lifting and you, if you can, you find us covers and you make a little YouTube playlist. And so last night, as I was working overnight, I'm, I spent some time listening to it and I was really, I enjoyed the time and I was glad you did that. Lily Hyatt has put out some tour dates for next year, the first part of the year. And so everyone, please go check that out. Um, yes. It's not you... going to be long that you can see Lily Hyatt at the prices that she is currently touring at. I've seen some tickets for 15 bucks. And if you yeah. can't get at least five other friends of yours together to check out this rising star, then yeah. We might have to take away your podcast cred. Yeah, and I really do. If you have not explored any of her music, her I picked up all the CDs last year or something. Might have been longer than that, but and and spent some time listening to it. And I, I really think she has a unique voice. She is certainly come out of her dad's shadow and finding her own type of music and her own musical voice. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. I haven't ever seen her live. And oh. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I have seen her live and I'll share some of those stories for another day. But uh, Jesse, okay. there's a good chance that we could get a soundbite, I think. Oh, Let's put nice. It that way. All yes. right. That's great. All right. Down Around My Place is the song today. You want to give us just the facts? I would love to give just the facts. Down Around My Place is track number nine from Dirty Jeans and Mudslide Hymns. It's the fifth song that we've discussed, although it is the sixth song that would come alphabetically. Again, everybody, I'm sorry I'm a wimp. We are going to get to Adios to California in due time. This album was released August 2nd, 2011, which is pretty relevant to the subject matter of this song. But before we get to that, a reminder that it was produced by Kevin Shirley. It was also the fifth album for New West Records and featured the combo of Doug Lancio on guitar, Patrick O'Hearn on bass, and Kenny Blevins on drums. A special musician on this song was Reese Wyans, who does the organ. And he was also a member of Double Trouble and has a lot of really interesting credentials. If you want to check out his Wikipedia page, he's a rock and roll hall of famer. So not surprising that this has a really fun sound on there. And I did put together a playlist of covers, which had a whole combination of professionals, American, foreign, and amateurs, our boy Jay. Thistle does his own version of this, and there's a great uh, duet with Joe Bonamassa. I'm sorry, I'm probably going to mispronounce his name. But I wanted to actually talk about the lovely special edition of Dirty Jeans and Mudslide Hymns, which has the DVD. And that DVD has John talking about every single song on the album. So if you don't have that and you can't find it, unfortunately, they all used to be on YouTube. Those clips are not all on YouTube. So I actually did a little bit of transcribing. Excuse my winter in Vermont voice instead of John's lovely Nashville twang. But both Hold On For Your Love and Down Around My Place, he talked about a specific event. And I'm just going to start quoting him. They came out of the Nashville flood and it had such an effect on us down here. A lot of people lost a lot. It was mini apocalyptic in a lot of ways. I was coming home from a gig and it had been raining the whole way up from Florida. I couldn't get out here and my wife was out here on the farm. Turns out she had been fighting off water with sandbags and whatever she could find. It had a profound effect on her and I guess it had an effect on me, which I didn't realize until much later. I didn't know how to explain it. It just gets you thinking about the impermanence of things and the decisions we make and those that come after us. And when he was talking around down around my place, he mentioned the flood again, saying that we moved out here to the country 20 years ago. And within a few months, we had already adapted this attitude of, oh, geez, we hope it stays this way. And of course, nothing stays the way it is. We wanted to keep it to just the chosen few. We didn't want any more people out here. God forbid. And the guy who sold us the place moved up the road and he said to us, it's always the last ones that want to keep the next ones from coming. They all say that when they come out here. And that stuck with me. Of course, he's right. We think we're building sandcastles. And in the end, it's all just sand. So I, I found that very poetic. And that is definitely a mentality I see a lot here in Vermont. We talk about flatlanders and people from away, people who didn't grow up here. I've lived in Vermont 20 years now. 
I know I'll never be considered a Vermonter. People make that comment to me and I just laugh. Those are some just the facts about down around my place. Very nice. A lot to talk there. A lot to discuss. We're going to go through the lyrics. We're going to talk about the music. And we're going to do that after this quick break. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. 
the debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Living in Texas, there is not... There are native Texans, but they are, they seem to be rare, Sylvan. There's a lot of, I've been living in Dallas since 86. So I tend to think of myself as a Texan, good or bad. But yeah, I think there is, especially small towns. I just talked to someone that grew up in Terry Hope, Indiana. She still lives in Terry Hope, Indiana. She teaches at a college there. I did ask her if she left Indiana in the back of a pickup truck. She (laughs) got the joke, but didn't. So, yeah, I think it is, that's a bigger subject that we won't touch on much is I want us to be open and inviting when I want to join. But then once I'm here, oh, wait a minute, maybe now we should be a little more exclusive. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting. And I think it's good that John understood that, the difference of that, the kind of the dichotomy of that discussion, right? Yeah, I do think it says something to the special person that John is that the second someone made a comment, he, the curtains fell in his eyes and he realized what he and Nancy were doing and the way they were thinking and just how yeah. silly that is. I yeah. think John is one of those special people who can recognize when he's being a bit of an idiot or at least if he's been an idiot in the past tense and it's great musical fodder yeah yeah so quick thoughts about the song well i will get ahead of the rating and say that this is not my favorite kind of john hyatt i am not really a rock fan i'm an americana fan i'm a folk fan i'm a blues fan i remember hearing this in my first listen and of course there has been so much press about Kevin Shirley's rock credentials and what he was going to bring to this and I was like oh what did he do what is this but that being said it is now over a decade later and it's had some time to age and I could definitely listen to both this song and all the various covers, some of whom were acoustic and some were even more out there screaming kind of stadium guitar rock sound than John's. And I I think it fits. And again, I don't want to get too far ahead of getting into the rating or anything, but it's a song that has a really interesting skeleton and it's really interesting to hear what various flesh and armor different musicians can put on it and help still have it stand. What do you think, Jesse? I don't like it. (laughs) He's not going to mince words. (laughs) And the more I listen to the covers, the less I liked it. Interesting. Now I have said that I'm not a fan of almost any Bruce Springsteen, night song 
because the night everyone talks about, oh, and Niels does the guitar solo and he twirls and night off darkness. And and you don't uh, like Patty Smith's because the night either. Yeah, or... don't. Yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah. I just, I, and I think it's because I, I love rock and roll. The, I love perfectly good guitar, right? Where they're yep. rocking and rolling, but this, this gravelly voice of John's, uh -huh. And the long guitar solo uh -huh. and this kind of little bitty blues, little bitty, whatever it is, it, this is just, this is a song I would skip. Okay, like if I was listening to this in the CD, uh -huh. I would, oh yeah, I'll skip this one. Right. right. Yeah. And, and that's why, and as I started studying it, I really love the lyrics. Uh -huh. I think there's a lot to be said here, but I just don't like the package mm -hmm. and i i also have said i'm often picked at is i'm not a fan of jungle land which is considered many people considered one of bruce's great epics it just doesn't yeah. speak to me emotionally so okay. i know i'm wrong <laughs> not like it i embrace that i am wrong on this so if you if are our... not wrong to not like it if you were yeah. to say it has no musical value then you would be flat out wrong yeah i think yeah that's it right but to you're say, not saying that no i am saying that i get why and i i agree that the saxophone solo is breathtaking and i actually think if i had jungle land on a without lyrics just an mm -hmm. like an instrumental version i probably would love it but i just it doesn't speak to me i'm looking forward to talking about this one and i've really debated what number i would give this okay because i would have without and even after spending some time with it i would probably skip this one if we were going through the cd i'd go oh yeah i'll go to the next one okay so, and a reminder yeah. if anyone is our hard rock new fans who are listening for the first time because this song spoke yeah. to them. Uh, that is literally the criteria for our lowest number on our one to five star yes. scale is would you occasionally skip it? Yes. Yeah, I know. So that's, I'm like, wow, man. So anyway, <laughs> um, do you want me to start with lyrics? You want to, why don't you go ahead? Yes. Okay. The radio is busted down around my place. Every tool is rusted down around my place creeks and rivers dried up down around my place my women's tears are cried up down around my place okay want me to stop there yeah so we have i feel a very specific place or at least yeah. a very specific kind of place as i said being a vermonter this song did speak to me you can't go more than a mile without going by a place that has a tractor falling apart in a yard and tools rusted. Just the idea that like something should have been cleared up and thrown away, but eh, what's the point? We got so much space in here. It's all just going to return to the earth anyway. And we're going to see a lot of water back and forth, which of course ties into the inspiration for this song. But the idea of when you're driving along and you see where a river used to be, the river flowing is romantic and it's beautiful and it's cleansing. It takes you away when it's dried up. Literally all that remains is the dirt. So we've got a very tense, very negative feeling. And I can understand why you would start to be hear that and get a little trigger finger happy wanting to 
go into something a little bit more of the peaceful John that we know and love. How about you? So I grew up in Louisiana. And so similar to you, I can picture that. I can picture rural Louisiana, even rural East Texas, where there is that um, old car in the front of the yard that the things that the barn or the unattached garage where this is it is not this pristine level country setting this is it's not a cul-de-sac with covenants that says your fence needs to be painted x yeah. color and no chips yeah. and yes yeah and i the and i do think one of the things that works on this song is the mantra down around my place down around my place he is re-stressing this stressing it in so I, I, I like it a little bit more because I had mm-hmm. not, I did not buy the extended version. And so I've not seen the discussions and hearing that this was based on a little bit of his life experiences makes me like it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but we do, we are setting up when this song starts, we are setting up with, we are not in a good place. No. Yeah. Okay. This is not a happy song. I think no. that is unarguable. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to go on with the next verse? I sure can. It says, and before there came a flood, slum lost all, even blood. Now the wind and the sun have come and left no trace. By the way, if you look it on the online, it says now the sun and the wind. But mm-hmm. when I listen to it, he says wind and sun. <laughs> okay. And the, I am looking at the official printed book and yeah. it also says sun and wind. So yeah, I really, that's what I was like. Oh, weird. But <laughs> yeah, when I heard him say it down around my place, down around my place, before there came a flood, some lost all even blood. Now the mm-hmm. wind of the sun or the sun and the wind have come and left no trace down on my place, down on my place. So the idea is we're already in a bad shape. Before mm-hmm. we even got this flood. And as we're recording this, Hurricane Otis is headed to somewhere. And mm-hmm. we're sending good thoughts for everyone. Growing up in Louisiana, hurricanes were a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in Texas, more tornadoes. Though lower Houston and everything, we do have that that hurricane warning. Yeah, this is a, as you said, this is not a happy song. We're setting mm-hmm. up things are not good down around my place right any other thoughts about those images there okay go on okay okay these hunting grounds were hollowed down around my place exhausted fields lay fallow down around my place kingdoms come and crumble down around my place my prayers are merely mumbles down around my place thoughts it, it's just, it's continuing to build this idea of unhappiness and that there was something once. I think that would be even more tragic than you're coming across something that was just the desert. And there is no memory of what was there before. But when he's saying there was hollowed ground that was probably some kind of fertile hunting pasture, there were things growing here once, but now it's all just, it's empty and lost. That's what every 
phrase here is echoing the idea of loss and the loss of hope in that last line because he can't even pray. He mumbles. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you that the hunting grounds are hollowed, exhausted fields lay fallow, kingdoms come and crumble, and my prayers are merely mumbles, right? I mm-hmm. love the idea that I'm so beat down, I'm so discouraged, I can't even I can't even pray. Everything you you picture dry if you see documentaries about the Dust Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. It's just this, there's nothing there. And that and that great word kingdoms come and crumble is mm-hmm. such an imagery. And definitely a little Christian Catholic not there yeah. too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my prayers are merely mumbles is a incredibly powerful line that says that I I don't even have the strength. I don't even have the spirit to even try to call out to a greater power to ask for help. And so, yeah, it and then it goes, I, and I put my faith in you. Did you make that error too? Mm-hmm. Bound to fail that he might show his grace down around my place. That is my favorite line of the song. Yeah. Did you make that error too? That realizing that the person he put faith in, he shouldn't have, and that he's no better. That's a one-two punch. Yeah, this is from the same guy wrote, have a little faith in me. Mm-hmm. And then to have that, and I put my faith in you, did you make that error too? We believed each other that together we're going to make this together. Mm-hmm. Together we're going to put our faith in a higher power, in God. and For each bound, other. Yeah, bound to fail that he might show his grace down around my place. So it, there is not a lot of hope in this song. There is not a lot of future. Off, yeah, future at all. This is just a very bleak, which is why I think they chose this musical theme of why they did it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. We repeat down around my place. And then they said, they say you wouldn't believe what a paradise this was. Till every Adam and Eve, Tom, Dick, and Harry started fighting for what he loved. So mm-hmm. we fortified the ramparts and we built the mighty towers, but it was plain to see we were never free from the tyranny of the hour. Once again, a wonderful image, right? This mm-hmm. was tore down paradise and put up a parking lot. Quote, right? This is, we've messed it up. We've, we've, overtoiled the soil we've overdone things one of the things that that is special to you as your birthplace is one of the reasons why hurricanes are so much worse for new orleans is the grasslands have slowly shrank and mm-hmm. for the longest time there was more grassland there and so as the hurricane come that helped stop it but, it absorbs you know, the yeah absorbs yeah power of the storms yeah and yeah. so this and I love the Adam and Eve Tom Dick and Harry starting yeah. fighting for what he loved it's the lyrics on this is absolutely brilliant yes I love that how he just casually combines what for a huge portion of the globe are the most important figures ever to live whether you subscribe to that or not 
Adam and Eve, truly holy, that we all owe them our existence. And then Tom, Dick and Harry, which is the shorthand for, it could just be anyone insignificant. And in a breath, he goes from those holy, exalted, we're all connected figures to the strangers. And yeah. And the idea that they all started fighting for what he loved that we're all the same, the human nature, the fall from grace, the, the, he mentions the paradise. We got kicked out of paradise, or I think he's saying we spoil paradise ourselves. We, we had this perfect place and then we just overcrowded it. We didn't take care of it and tend to it. We let things rust and crowd and fall apart. And yeah. yeah, and then he goes on to say that we we're trying to fortify it, which I think by putting it into those battle kind of terms of ramparts and towers, he's pointing out that is still stamping out what is beautiful. It reminds me actually of The Lord of the Rings. And it's been a while since I've either seen the movie or read the books, but when yeah. Sauron basically takes all the trees away and it becomes this real hellscape really yeah yeah I'm right there with you the family graves keep winking down around my place and every thought I'm thinking down around my place where the young ones crowd the table down around my place bitching about no cable down around my place throw some humor in there that we had not had yet I thought that was but it's very dark humor because it's basically saying oh these darn kids they can't be happy or they just need to be entertained they need to be shown something other than their reality yeah because of x y or z Mm -hmm. and I, i love that in that stanza he goes from the ancestry to the future in that kind of way of what do you think about the family graves keep winking why winking as opposed to gleaming or obviously there's the rhyme and the meter and so forth, but a, a wink is cheeky and like, I've got a secret to you that I'm passing on. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I had not thought about that. What the imagery to me is that the your ancestors are looking at you and so I I almost think judging winking is a unique choice of why you pick that because you tend to think of winking as someone that is a way to go hey we got this it's okay but it's not so yeah i'm good and and they keep winking at every thought i'm thinking so are they saying that no matter what you're going to do you're not going to be able to get any better Right. Is that what we're saying? I maybe I'm very surprisingly taking the optimist role this time around that they're winking at each other the way that, you know, when there's a big family gathering and the older people are listening to, let's say, a young kid talk about how they've got their heart broken for the first time. Mm -hmm. And you catch someone's eye and you say, hey, remember when you were that young and you thought it was the end of the world if so-and-so didn't love you back? Or even like 
you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas or whatever. And you know what? It wasn't the end of the world. And that's the wink I'm imagining that the graves or the ancestors are giving each other. It's, hey, remember when we thought life was so tough and that everything was slipping away? Now we have the wisdom of experience and perspective that like, it really isn't that bad. And it is all just the same thing over and over again. People are learning the same lessons and finding happiness in the same way. And then he goes on to say that the young ones are complaining that they're not entertained. And I also found it hilarious as I was listening to this. Here we are in 2023. Who has cable? Yeah. <laughs> it isn't an old song, but it's so no. dated that one little yeah. reference. Yeah. 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 So you want to finish this up? Sure. And then we go in for the kill. And my grandpa says, don't worry. It's always the last one in who's in a hurry to try to slam the door in the next one's face down around my place, down around my place, down around my place. And I I think John's quote that I, I shared at the beginning exactly explains that. But I think it could also be open to a wide range of interpretations. I don't remember if it, it was a Disney movie or a children's movie. I never actually saw, but someone shared the lyrics of me that there's a, a song from a cartoon that there's room for everyone. If we all make some room, mm-hmm. which is like, would be the opposite of this song, both in tone and in message that mm-hmm. we're not trying to slam doors. We just need to move over a little bit and welcome people in. I love that. And I, I don't know that song, so I, I, I now want to find that out. So okay, that's great, yeah. So, yeah, I, I. It especially is interesting with the context you gave, that he John moved in with his family. There, I'm excited to be here, and now then we don't want any other newcomers. Mm-hmm. Like it's enough. And it's yeah. you know, TikTok, the game is locked. And but wait a minute. How about, you know, what it's the if you've ever been to convention, right? They will put a sign to the last in line, right? Uh-huh. Because they, they had to cut off the line, right? Because they've only got so much time for the person signing. And it's nope, I'm the end of the line. Sorry. Why can't one more person? Because They've calculated how much time there has to be. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, is this a generational thing? Is this, I also think that often there are people who, when we talk about these rural towns and rural cities, that multi-generations will be in that kind of situation. And some of them will never leave to try to do something else. They yes. are stuck in that world. and Oh boy, is that a thing in Vermont? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The same thing in rural Louisiana and I think in rural Texas. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a, an interesting question. Is this a song that has to be rural? I suppose some of the images that we're talking about. Right. Fields fallow and tools rusted. Yeah, yeah. That that's what it is. When we talk about the live and electric versions that we've heard that isn't what you typically associate with a rural sound so Mm -hmm. that creates a nice little dynamic tension between the two 
Um, and you also could, you talk about urban renewal mm-hmm. and urban decay. So this certainly could be in a, a part of the city that has not been taken care of, that has mm-hmm. not had investment. So I think in that case, it could be the similar way. Is that you are stuck in a bad place. Mm -hmm. By the way, it was Pete's Dragon. I just did a Google search. That was ready. And it's from the movie Pete's Dragon. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've never seen it either. (laughs) Movie night. Movie night. There we go. Yes. So, yes, I think our picture is rural, but I think it could very easily be a place of urban decay. And where there are multi-generational, where you've had problems, how do you break that cycle? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, once again, it fits with the musical choice of the song. All right. So here's a question. John could just as easily have titled this down around this place. Yeah. Don't need extra syllables, whatever, but he's claiming it as my place. Is it just for the tragedy of the loss being personal? Or do you think there is something where he's trying to take responsibility or build some hope in there? So I think this makes it more personal. Mm -hmm. I often like, you know, I know I quote this fairly often, but we talk about this a lot. It's very easy to put John's personal experiences and wrap that around a song, especially with this, when he's talking about this, what thing, but as Jason Isbell said, the worst part of being a songwriter is everyone thinks every song is about you. (laughs) Sometimes I'm just telling a story. I think this works better in a personal context, take a drink, Bruce Springsteen, right? Born in the USA Uh works better with him saying, I went to see my VA man and Uh he said, don't you understand the foreman, these jobs are going back and they aren't going and they aren't coming back. Uh Being a personal from a first person narrative makes this more personal. It makes it more emotional, compelling. Right. Instead of his prayers are merely mumbles, my prayers are really mumble down around my place. This is a personal, this is sharing of almost in that, that blues thing of telling how dark and how unhopeful my life currently is. So I know I love the blues and I got the sense that you at least appreciate the blues. Yes is part of why you started by saying, I don't like this, is that it didn't quite become personal enough. I think so. And I think it it is just, it is, I did not care for the guitar solo. I did not like just the feel of the song, the song. I wonder if this had This been... is very Kevin Shirley to me. If you talk, look at his past musical production experience, yeah. the kind of bands he, he was working on, it was like, Oh, he was bringing that mentality and trying to see if he could fit it on John Hyatt's yeah. catalog. Yeah, and the on on the latest album from Isbell, he's got King of Oklahoma as one of the songs, which is talking mm-hmm. about a guy being addicted to oxy and everything has gone wrong in his life. It is a powerful song. I wonder, and it's certainly not my place to backseat produce, 
But if this song had been in a more of the Americana style, yeah, or more of the, I think I would have liked it better. It is like the music and the music style I don't care for. The lyrics are absolutely wonderful. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's where my issue is. So did you have a favorite of the various versions that we had in the YouTube version uh, playlist? No. Yeah. I was just wondering if Jake's was like the closest to what you're hoping for out of this song. Maybe a little bit. At the same time, I felt Jake was really embracing this, the, the computer, not computer, the guitar, the strength in doing that. I I felt like that was there a lot. The rock power ballad. Yeah. Yes. 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 And that's when I don't, like I said, I love perfectly good guitar. There's other things like on Riding with the King where they do some rock ballads. Just for this did not work for me. The, this version of this rock ballad just is not my cup of tea. Okay. And I do remember the first time I listened to this, I was like, wait a second, what is going on? Is this John Hyatt? Because it's a little bit of a shock Yeah, when you're used to hearing the trilogy, certainly if you go from crossing muddy waters to this, it's yeah. real culture shock. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? Or are we no, ready I to think rate? Are you, I are think you, rate or rate. You've had enough of this? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I've loved talking with you. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you go first this time? All right. So I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Um, I feel bad giving it a one i don't want to hurt the song's feelings uh (laughs) because it's certainly the songs we've given a one to are as we say on the john hyatt scale but they are the songs that we do not appreciate i would never give jungle land a one i would go me personally i understand and i probably would i would give jungle land a three right i would go we get this just doesn't work for me, so I'm going to give it a two. Okay, fair enough. I was really fluctuating a lot because, as we said, there are some really strong lyrics in here, and I do think that it gives the Sylvan bonus point of you listen to the song, and at the end of it, something about either yourself or your world that you didn't know when the first note started playing. I, I think that's true. Is it done as well as some of the other John Hyatt songs? No. Can it be very adaptable? Yes. And if it were not for those adaptions, I think I'd be right there with you. But I do think that it can have an acoustic sound that I would appreciate more. Another way that I think about my rating is if someone was not at all familiar with John Hyatt, would I put this on to introduce it to them? Yeah, if they told me I love Metallica and I love these kind of very leading guitar kind of songs. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think it's also telling that uh, most of the covers were foreign. I think there is something universal in the music as well as everything that we've been saying about the universal message of the song. So I'm going to give it a very solid three. Good. Good. Very nice. All right. All right. Let us know what you think. I can be reached at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter and X. I'm on Jesse Jackson on Facebook. Sylvan, where can they find you? 
I am Sylvan Groth on Facebook. We make ourselves quite at home at the John Hyatt uh, fan group. We also have our own uh, page, which is also where we're sharing some of the links to like the YouTube playlist where you can see all these wonderful covers. I am on X as Sylvan Green Eyes, although I don't really tweet. So <laughs> don't bother looking for me there, but please do try to find us on Facebook. We do have our own Google site, which is probably pretty hard to find otherwise, if you don't take that back route in, but also feel free to send us an email and we can give you all sorts of links to the YouTube and whatnot. Perfectly good podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and uh, I just wanted to thank everyone for the support and the listening. Um, we were number eight in the top 100 indie music history monthly chart on Good Pods. Woo-hoo! So, yay! Thank you guys thank for you listening. Everybody. If yeah. you're listening to Good Pods, we really appreciate it. All right, another one down. Thank you for being kind to me as I didn't enjoy this song. Thank you guys. I'll be kind, but all the people who say, say, I'm so harsh, it's time to call someone else harsh. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Put a flashlight on this. All right, everyone. Have a little faith. Have a little faith. Bye-bye. Bye. Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the court of What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.